Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun, uh, sermonaudio.com. My name is Bob. This is the North Korea audio weblog, a little update on things that are going on <clears throat> in North Korea. I'm a uh, supporter of Crossing Borders here in Glenview, Illinois. I am not uh, working on behalf of them, but occasionally they send me information that they said I can share with you, and I would like to do that. I've like to share with you the stories, quick stories, of three refugees that are part of their refugee rescue fund. By the way, Crossing Borders is at uh, crossingbordersnk.org if you want to get in touch with them, 847-227-8156. You can tell them Bob sent you, but I, I uh, can tell you this. They didn't send me uh, to do this. They, they have allowed me to do it. <clears throat> Three ladies, and their names have all been changed. Uh, one is Susanna, one is Elizabeth, and one is Rebecca. Those are not very North Korean-sounding names for a reason. But we'll call this first lady uh, Susanna. When the great North Korean famine raged on, this is years ago, Susanna saw death all around her. She met someone who promised work for her in China. She left her three sons in North Korea and set off to find work in China. And when she got to China, she realized it was all a lie. By the way, this story has been repeated many times. Not Susanna's, but just generally speaking, this happens so often in North Korea <clears throat> and in China. She became a North Korean refugee and was sold. Though her Chinese husband was kind, and that doesn't always happen, his parents, brothers, and sisters physically abused her. And as they abused her, they also neglected her. She had severe glaucoma and as a result became blind. Her husband's family did not seek treatment for her. They liked that she could not see because she was less likely to run away. My husband never stands up for me, Susanna told us this summer. He's very soft-spoken and he can't stand up to his family. Susanna is in her 40s, but looks like she's in her 60s, according to our missionaries. Her hair is thinning, she's missing most of her teeth, and her blindness has muted her expressions. She rarely smiled or showed very much emotion, and this is common, especially for those who have become blind as an adult. Social cues are missed, and some eventually tune everyone out. For over a decade, she lived under the abuse of her family with no one to advocate on her behalf. That is until last year when Crossing Borders, and I have to say Jesus Christ through Crossing Borders, started a church in her village. It was then that she found hope in Jesus, and for the first time in over a decade, she found friends. Our worker in charge of the area, Pastor Kong, as well as the local leader, Rebecca, and took special notice of her and cared for her needs. They'd hold her hand to, to walk her where she needed to go, and then they would pray for her. This summer at our retreat, she prayed for God to restore her vision. And this fall, Pastor Kong heard of an eye doctor from South Korea who was doing volunteer work in China. This doctor happened to be providing care near where our worker lived. So he arranged to have Susanna travel by bus so that she can see this doctor. 
At her appointment, the doctor said he could perform surgery on Susanna and restore her eyesight. Well, we were able to visit her last month. And when she first saw us, she was leaping and was busy telling us how she can see things so clearly, said the missionary. She said that the whole world was new to her. God is so good, so amazing, Susanna repeated over and over. And never have the words to that old spiritual song rung truer to us on staff. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. That's Susanna. We mentioned a Rebecca in there. Let's talk about Rebecca. It was at a chance meeting late in 2014 where Rebecca, a North Korean refugee, met Pastor Kong, a Crossing Borders staff member. She was on a bus going through the Chinese countryside with a fellow refugee. As she and her friends spoke to each other in their native tongue, Pastor Kong took notice. Pastor Kong thought it was strange that these women were speaking in Korean in the region they were in. Korean is commonly used in regions in China adjacent to North Korea, but they were far away from the border. Pastor Kong struck a conversation with them in Korean, and as they spoke, they trusted him enough to tell them they were North Korean refugees. They told him that there were many North Korean refugee women in the region, all were sold to poor Chinese farmers. Our worker exchanged contact information with Rebecca with a promise that he would soon visit them. Rebecca is a humble, unassuming North Korean refugee whose life changed at this simple meeting. Though she was introduced to Christianity recently, she's become steadfast in her faith. Her story is wrenching and illustrates both the opportunities and challenges North Korean refugees face in China. In 2015, Pastor Kong started visiting these women every month. The small village in China, far away from the North Korean border, somehow became a hub for the sale of thousands of North Korean women. These women lived near each other, but hardly communicated. They lived in isolation until we started a church there later that year. North Korean refugees who have been sold often live in layers of misery. They have no human rights, which means that if they're being abused by their husbands or in-laws, they have no recourse. A North Korean refugee can be murdered in China with no legal ramifications. On top of this, North Korean refugees who have been sold are completely at the mercy of their husbands. If he's kind, they're lucky. If he's unkind, it makes their lives infinitely more difficult. Despite the fact that these women are married to Chinese citizens, this doesn't change their legal status. This drives them to live alone and not talk to many people. The more people who know your circumstances, the more likely it is for someone to slip up or turn you in to the police. But this all changed the day we started a church in Rebecca's village. Pastor Kong's monthly visits started much more than a mere worship service. It started a community. Women who were afraid of speaking to one another began to share their pain and their grief. They began to look after each other's needs. They met at Rebecca's house with her husband's permission. And Rebecca 
became the leader of this group. Our plan was to start multiple groups in this area and reach more people. In order to do this, we began training people like Rebecca. This is why it's so important that we host our annual retreat for the refugees in this area. As we train them to be healthy leaders who stand on biblical principles, it benefits the whole community. It reaches more refugees and more women and children benefit. By the end of 2015, these groups of women were vibrant, healthy, and growing, but not everyone was happy. And I have to refer you now because the story abruptly ends, and I, it ends for me too. I have to do this too. I want you to go to the second half of Rebecca's story. It can be found at their blog. You go to www.crossingbordersnk.org and then forward slash blog. You'll see not just Rebecca's story there, but a whole lot of other stories that I think will bless you. That's www.crossingbordersnk.org forward slash blog. I do have another story for you, though, and it's about Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and as I look down here, I don't see any any uh, need to you know, do this one on, a, on the website. You can probably get it all right here. Let me tell you about Elizabeth. She's an extremely talented woman, according to our missionaries. She's a good dancer, musician, calligraphist. When she lived in North Korea, she was picked to perform in the capital, Pyongyang, in a performing arts group. But in 1998, the famine forced her to leave her home to seek food in China. She was sold to a Chinese farmer whom she despised. Making money became her god. She worked at a bar. She would drink and gamble on her off time. A patron at the bar made advances at her, but she refused, and so he reported Elizabeth to the authorities. While in custody in China, she tried to commit suicide. She knew what would happen if she was sent back to North Korea. The Chinese authorities were able to resuscitate her and sent her back to North Korea. She was grouped with about 50 other women in her North Korean prison. They were tasked with working in the fields. If anyone was working slow or unenthusiastically, they would be beaten. One day, Elizabeth said that her group was planting cabbage seeds and a prison guard was drunk. He beat a woman so badly that she died from head trauma. Elizabeth said it was as if this woman's head popped. The guard took the woman's body to the river and soon the river became like a, a river of blood, and no one could even moan in shock or sadness. Elizabeth said that they gave the prisoners rotten cabbage soup, and many became malnourished and died. And they would catch rats, cook them, eat them. It was in these dreary circumstances that she met God. One of the other prisoners was a Christian and told her to pray. I didn't understand what it meant to pray, she said. She told me uh, to just to pray for all the things I've done wrong in my life, so I would just pray like I was grasping straw. I would say anything, and maybe God would help me. And help Elizabeth, he did. While Elizabeth was in prison, Kim 
Kim Jong-il died and the whole nation mourned. During this period of mourning, she wrote an essay about how she would go to Pyongyang and lay flowers at Kim's tomb. Well, this cut her prison sentence in half, and before she knew it, she was released. She returned to her home in North Korea and told her family about how she had been released. She told them how she prayed and God helped her. They didn't believe her. She was able to contact her husband in China and sent money for her to return to her family. This is when she began to believe. I almost ruined my family because of alcohol, gambling, and my prodigal life. God gave me a new life, a new family, and made me born again. Jesus helped me and led me all the way when I was at the edge of a cliff. God gave me so many good things, but I didn't know about it. Well, a very happy woman now, Elizabeth. What are you going to do about this, folks? Elizabeth, Rebecca, Susanna. We know those aren't their names, but God knows their names. And all he's asking us to do at the moment, anyway, is to pray for them. Would you write their names down and put them on your prayer list and pray for them? These are current stories. If I get updates, and I should, I will send them to you. If you go to crossingbordersnk.org, uh, you'll you'll be able to get updates also. Just go to the blog section. Uh, and you can contact the, the people who are in charge of that uh, organization. They'll talk with you. It's good to be with you today. It's good to share these vital pieces of information with you. I hope you do something about it. Check in from time to time to see what's going on here at the Hackberry House of Chosen website of Sermon Audio. Dot com. I will talk to you, Lord willing, very soon. Bye-bye.